it's weird because normally I have an intro. Normally I have an intro. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot. Something was uh, still on. <laughs> Um, like I said, it's weird. Um, this is going to be my new format for season two of the podcast, Weekly Omaro. Um, that brings me to situation number one, that I'm going to um, broadcast... Um, weekly podcasts on this Twitch channel. Uh, and this Twitch channel is new. Um, because I'm going to slowly transition to this channel, or my old channel, into this new one. I don't have any subscribers on the other one. I don't have any familiar thing is going up there so I'm going to start fresh and I'm gonna change my subscriptions and my all my things to this one because um, the only big difference is is the name uh, the name is um, with an S <laughs> and all my social media is with an S you might think, what S am, am I talking about? It is the S in the middle. Omaro's Weekly. Uh, that is going to be now in this name. Uh, I could have changed my... Um, I could have changed my um, username, which is possible, which I could have also done. Um, and maybe I'll do that, but I think I could just better start with a new channel. I, I have just a couple of followers, most of which are friends. Um, and yeah, why would I keep a channel, um, that is, um, I wouldn't say wor not worth it, it's just not advantageous, um, it's just not, um, I don't <laughs> Of course that would happen now. Um Of course. Sorry.
Sorry, I had to witness this. Um, it's a quarter past one in the night while I'm doing this. Um, I've set all my lights to automatically turn off at the middle of the night. Under the assumption that I don't work at night. <laughs> and at the moment, I'm working. I am uh, telling you a story. Uh, like I said, I do have a couple of followers on that. But they're more friends, so I can tell them, please switch into the new channel. Because I didn't have I didn't have any attachment to that one in that sense. I don't have subscribers. I might have some achievements on that account, but they're not worth it. Um, they're not worth it in the sense that it has no value that I'm attached to, and it doesn't link me less or more to other people that are connected through that account. So I'll be closing that account in the future, in the very near future. And uh, then all my social media will be all the same username. And that's kind of uh, the branding that I want to go with. Yeah. Now you might think, what is Weekly Omaro? If you've never seen it before, is it just a guy that is just talking? Yeah, basically that's what it is. Um, when I started the podcast, I started it a year ago. Around this time, I think it's even less as next month. I think next month my podcast will be a year old. And I only made 13 episodes up till now. <laughs> That's season one. And we're going into November. And this is going to be season two. Um, and it started out in bed. Using Anchor. Um, so this podcast is really intentioned... For you to sit down with a cup of tea uh, and uh, just listen to what I'm saying. Um, there have been a couple of people that gave me feedback that's like, yeah, this is really like a friend who's talking to you. Um, that's what I've been trying to do. The podcast has become an outlet for me to re to be contemplative and not reactive in a format that is uh, thoughtful. And in this case, I have to do also something visual, which at the moment it's chocolate milk that I brewed up with milk and some chocolate that I got 
and I just melted it together and now I have chocolate milk. I don't have whipped cream, unfortunately. But yeah, I would have liked that. <laughs> so the stream will be the same. I'll be talking. I'll be talking a little longer. I'll be um, talking about things that I've noticed. And it's also for season two. That won't change. But instead of lying down in bed, which I I used to do this, um, I'm going to sit down and have either um, an alcoholic beverage or a cozy beverage like chocolate milk and, or tea or coffee and just share this drink with you while you're watching or while you're listening. So if you have Twitch on your phone and you want to just listen to it instead of watch, you can do that too. Um, well, in this case, there's a component that you can see me at night for the Dutch people at night or Dutch and everybody around the time zone of of uh, Europe, Amsterdam, Europe, then, yeah, you can just lie down um, if you want to and just have it stream to your uh, Nest Hub. And because um, that's where I have my Nest Hub, it's next to my bed. In case I want to watch YouTube or Twitch or Netflix. And I don't want to watch on a whole big screen in front of the TV. I'm just using, I'm just using my, um, um, my Nest Hub. I'm not, I'm not using it in the kitchen, for example. Yeah, it's strange, I know. Um, I have to get used to this, because now, to be a little bit more effective on... Um, the same feeling of a podcast, I have to be a little more entertaining, but not too entertaining. It sounds weird. <laughs> But that's kind of what it is, because you see a visual component is there, which wasn't there before. So I have to look into a lens all the time. I mean, I could look at something else, but, you know, it's just, um, you are watching me. You are with me. Uh, in the same moment of time, if you're watching me live, I'm gonna record this. And that by itself is a different um, component. Um, you can actually be there with me while I 
tell this story, that does not automatically mean that I will respond to um, to chat. Not because I love the people that are in chat. It's just that if you are if you are a listener to the podcast and you've been used to doing that, it's then very weird to hear feedback from a chat. And I don't want to exclude the listeners that are just listening uh, while uh, sleeping. Not, not you cannot listen. I'm not saying stupid, stupid things. You cannot listen and not be excluded while your host is responding to something that is currently happening. So I don't want to do that. Um, I might do that in the future. I don't know. That might be the difference between season one and season two. As long as they're respectful, they're not intrusive, and they add to the conversation. I still wanted to do it in an ASMR type style. I've heard that that is something that people are looking for. So that's what I will keep doing. I actually wanted to abandon. I It's really f weird. I have one friend who's listening to the podcast. Um, and I said, oh, I'm going to do it differently. And it's like, I felt that he in his voice because he lives not here but uh, outside the country i felt from his voice that he was not happy about me changing the format um but you know uh, i understand now why you would like to have someone talk to you in um a quiet tone. It's like when you go to bed and your father or your mother or both of your fathers or both of your mothers um, told you a story when you went to bed. And that's when someone talked quiet to you. Uh, calmly towards you, not shouting, not encapsed, encapsulated by the busyness of life. The time you went to go to bed was the time for a cool down. I think that is also what it came to me. A moment of cool down all the busy content online with everybody pressing you to listen with everybody um, forcing you to hurry up 
to go from the next video to the next video to the next other bit of content. And that's kind of not what I'm trying to do. I'm going to try what I did in season one just to give my thoughts um, and have you go to bed with the intention uh, that you also think about what affects you when I talked about something. It might not totally not affect you. It might affect you. I, I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, that might be it. This was an incredibly long introduction. <laughs> it was an introduction, 15 minutes long, um, about the new podcast form. So I will do this podcast on a weekly basis, probably Saturday night, when most people are going out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Well, a few people go out nowadays. And that's a good segue for the next topic. We've heard the news. We've read the news. We talked about it with friends and family and workers and co-workers. No, that's double. <laughs> with co-workers that the vaccine is coming and a couple of vaccines are coming and I've already seen an anti-vax video Let me say something, and it might be controversial. But I really mean it in the sense like... Let me get to that point. If you are an anti-vaxxer, and you are concerned about ADHD, that's one of the things that people are worried about that a kid gets HDAD or whatever ailment make one make sure that you treated your child with all the care in the world but not too much care that he cannot sustain himself that is one that's a controversial opinion to have and it's a lot of parents will be angry that I said that because I noticed that a lot of kids a lot of kids that were born in the 2000s don't get the same care as I used to have they don't have parents that spend 
at least 20 hours with their children. They send it off to a boarding school or they send it off to um what do you call those things daycare and those kids get wild it's just a fact those kids get wild and either they get out of hand because mommy and daddy were not there all the time and I have to now also correct myself it's not just mommy and daddy it's also daddies or mommies they don't get the same care that i used to have my mom was with me for the first at least four years for pretty much 24 hours And that might sound ridiculous to you right now. And I think it's been better. It's been better. I feel that I'm a better person because mommy and daddy were there for me 24 hours in my first four years. Because I've noticed on board, on the ship, that there are so many parents that want to correct their child on the ship, on board, with behavior types that you should have dealt with when they were a toddler, when you, you should have dealt with when they were a baby. The most annoying thing that I've seen were kids from divorced parents. That kid pushed every button of that father so she could have her way. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all non-binary, That is annoying shit. And that is a result from a parent that is not there all the time. That type of behavior. And then you get divorced as people. Okay, I understand that. But kids should never suffer for that. They should not. They should not. They should never suffer for your failures. They should suffer for their own failures, but not for the failures of their parents. <sighs> that is controversial opinion. 
And there are very few parents in a divorce situation that do it right. And I've seen it being done right. I've seen it. I have seen, I've met children that had divorced parents that still love their parents even though they accepted they, they were divorced. They were not left alone for a while because mommy and daddy couldn't talk to each other because we're still talking about mommy and daddies at the moment. I don't know if it's going to be happening with with gay and lesbian relationships, but at the moment I'm still talking about. It might change. It might be in, in the next five years. It's going to change because there there will be children from gay couples that the couples will divorce. I have not seen that yet, but it will happen. Guaranteed, because we're all humans. There are good examples how to deal with divorce and children and your own children that they don't suffer because they shouldn't suffer at all. And you might think like, yeah, but they're getting annoyed and they're getting irritated and they get like this, they get a child, a human, not just a child, but a human in general. They respond to the impulses of their surroundings. You see how people act in COVID. They've been, a lot of these people are acting like children. Either they're not highly educated or they're very educated, but very programmed. Good segue. The vaccine, that's what I started uh, with. There is a natural way to get immunization. Yeah, you know what it's called? It's called death. Because that's the mechanism that has been used by nature for millennia for eons even, to decide if animals survive a disease or not. So if you're worried about a vaccine, think about that fact. Think about the fact that your child can die. And that is the, a fact that that's the natural immunization of the population. I know it's a very controversial opinion, but it's based on evidence. And that evidence you see around you. It's called evolution. If we, with our modern influence on evolution, can make a disease inert and still help us get the immunization for it in a relatively safe way. Get your child in, in, in vaccinated. Like I said, 
if you choose the natural way, there is a possibility he'll die. If you choose the modern natural way, you choose for a vaccination. Because at the moment, we don't have any machines that will do immunization for us. And if you're waiting for that, you can wait a long time because they haven't even finished inventing uh, because they are busy doing that, by the way. I've seen a couple of videos about it where they're making uh, molecular machines, uh, molecular cell machines. Uh, and that will happen, but not now, because the machinery is not finished yet. It will take a long while if we get to that point. Yeah. That's about the vaccinations. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is more of a personal nature. Um... I am getting to the point, I'm getting older and older, and that by itself is of course a natural thing, if we talk about natural things. What is becoming increasingly difficult is to find someone you are willing to live with. I haven't been able to find a date aside from that. Um, at least not in the area. And that's just annoying. Now I I don't care that I'm alone in that sense. I'm not afraid to be alone. And I'm fine living alone. But my problem is lies is and lies within the um, surroundings of that fact. Because a consequence of living so long alone is you get very rigid in what you tolerate and what you except I would love to live with someone and share things and share joy and occasionally argue about things but the older you get the more and more difficult it becomes
I think I said it before in a episode last year that I was afraid that I would become as rigid as um, a rock. <laughs> and I still feel like that. And that brings me to the next thing that COVID is not making things easier. It's very difficult to meet someone. It's very difficult to get in contact with someone. Granted, I, I haven't been really looking at Um, yeah, I had that holiday fling. I had that. That was nice. But in COVID situation, it's not really advantageous. <laughs> it's become a struggle. You know, I think most of you already know. Love is difficult to find. Love is equally different, difficult to keep. It is, um, it's still difficult, it's still weird, it's still annoying. I don't know. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I would have to apply myself to websites, to those dating counselors or whatever you call them. If I should do that. And I don't think I, I need, I don't think I want to. Sometimes you fall in love or you have a crush. Let me put it that way. You have a crush. And that crush is impossible to have, or pretty much impossible. Distance is one, one thing. 
especially if they're intelligent. You know, I think that I, my holiday fling was very intelligent. And that's what I liked about him. No, it's not just the sex. It was his intelligence. I could have discussions with him that I haven't had for a very long time. And meeting those people are inc is incredibly difficult. They're not just incredible to meet because of their location, but it's a specific kind of experience that you needed to have. I think, because that's one of the reasons why I generally don't date someone within the Dutch culture. If they are intelligent, they're on certain parts very narrow-minded. Or not as rich as you, what I consider uh, rich, intelligently, uh, intelligence-wise. So not rich in, in sense of monetary gain, but more in intelligence. That's so... And, and if they are intelligent, they are book smart. And there is a difference, there is a definite difference between book smarts and experience. You can be incredibly intelligent with with all your book knowledge or are can perceived intelligent with all your book knowledge but have no clue of life things happen in life and sometimes I have to check myself because that's what happened with my holiday fling I sometimes had to check myself wait 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 I don't I live in the richer country <laughs> for example and he came from Brazil and that's not the richest country in the world I lived in a better organized world and I had to check myself cuz like wait oh wait uh, you have it worse <laughs> and sometimes I forgot and not out of, out of arrogance but just because out of assumption That's something I've noticed that, you know, what is perceived, especially what is perceived by Dutch people, uh, by foreigners or about Dutch people, and I consider myself a Dutch person, um, is that we assume, we assume that you have the same thing as we do. Um... I don't personally look down upon people that don't, uh, but there 
Dutch people among us that do look down. Um, that, of course, is not acceptable behavior. But uh, looking down uh, down on someone can be uh, can be viewed. No, can be executed in two different ways. One, you actually really like being nasty towards someone. Or two, is overcompensate. Uh, in a sense like, oh, well, uh, if you don't have it, we'll take control and we'll fix it. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of Dutch people uh, are considered uh, by a lot of other countries as arrogant. Uh, because they, Dutch people, generally either want to, well, most of the times in, in international con, in an international uh, concept, they want to fix it. <laughs> Is they want to fix what you don't have, so you can have what we have, uh, and have the structure in such a way that you know you have access to access to it. And this um, discrepancy, because I only um, understand this discrepancy because I know both cultures, um, or both sides, because um, we're talking about cultural sides and not opposites. Like that, that's what I what I've noticed talking to a lot of uh, non-Dutch people um, in either in in study in a study concept or in uh, in an, uh, in a chatting with strangers concept, either on social platforms or in my time um, on chat boxes. I don't know; they still exist, but you know. A lot of international chat box I've been when I was younger. Uh, and we talked about differences like that. So I grew up with a understanding that, okay, they are them and they and we are we. And sometimes you have to talk with, you know, comprehension of each other's differences. Um, and that's now that I said that out loud, um, talking about, for example, about certain uh, social aspects or social, uh, not social aspects, some certain uh, societal privileges that we have here. Something very simple, like, um, not simple, I'm, you know, make, simplifying it, but like on-time public transport we take that as grant. We take that for granted here in the in this country. Now a little bit less, but we take that for granted. Uh, the same as you know, broadband internet, high speed internet. We we take that grant as as a given that just exists, and that's what we have, and we accept that we have it. Some social things. Oh, I have a hat scratch. I think my scalp is a little bit dry. Um, understanding that 
that you have that discrepancy, that you can talk about that discrepancy in a way that is not um, diminishing the feeling of someone else is um, something I had to learn. <laughs> and I sometimes have to check myself, like I said, that, oh yeah, wait, 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 yes, you have it worse. <laughs> it's just the way their world is not working. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's how Dutch people do things. <laughs> But like I said, uh, Dutch people tend to want to fix if you don't have what they have. And it's not about taking over and taking control and having power. It's more about making sure that you have the power. Like, we want... Generally, a lot of Dutch people want to share their power with other people that people are more protective of their power. Dutch people are more protective about their power is because someone else wants to take our power. And you see that with pretty much everything, I think. I'm not sure, though. I think that's the general response. If, if someone is not giving in and just wants to take the power and abuse the power, we are more protective of our power. But we generally want to fix it in such a way that everybody has power. Yeah, yeah that makes one thing very clear. Uh, our society is pretty slow. Decision-making takes ages. Um, but everybody has a little bit of power. Yeah, that's what it means. Everybody has a little bit of power. And that's what we consider good. Um, it doesn't make things go fast, but it does make things uh, go in a way that is advantageous for the most people. Not for all people, for most people. And that's generally, I think, a political choice that we want everybody to have one influence. But also, most of us share... Um, what we make and that's either something conceptual like a rule or a, a, a tax benefit or something physical like public transport and roads and um, metros and you know stuff like that and even something more abstract like logistics uh, and then logistics in the most broadest sense. So from mailing to um, transporting goods and, and transporting people. A concept like that um, is very important to us. Because for us, connecting everybody together is extremely important. Because that's how we kept our 
distributed among everybody. Like I said, our country is not perfect. <laughs> and especially in decision making, our country is not perfect. But it does tend to share power with everybody. But as long as you are willing to give away a little bit of your power. I think that's what, what we've seen with um, uh, in our politics uh, when we were acting um, acting in, 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 in like very against everything, especially concerning finances. Um, like the financial budget of Europe or uh, uh, aid, uh, foreign aid or political support or whatever. Yes, we want, as Dutch people, want to keep control over what we're spending. And if that is you then you have to give a little bit of power to us because we gave money to you. The thinking generally is, um, and a lot of Europeans won't be happy about this, but a, the, a lot of the thinking is we need to have a, uh, uh, we need to have a little bit of control about your finances because you're asking us for money. That you have to ask us for money means that you are incapable. You have proven yourself incapable of managing money. And a lot of people don't, a lot of countries don't think that's all right. Um, we have also thoughts about that. <laughs> Uh, AKA suspicion, uh, su suspicion of corruption, um, and institutionalized corruption, mostly that's the suspicion in those countries. Um, so yeah. And like I said, it's a lot of Dutch people, not everybody, a lot of Dutch people are like they feel that um, we can say something because you're knocking at our door. Because we would do the same thing. <laughs> We're not giving, we giving power. We are giving power to you because we need your help. And I think that is a, an understanding that we accept as Dutch people. That is something I think we accept. We accept if you need help, you, you give us a little bit of control. Um, yeah. What a heavy topic to start with your first episode. Um, this podcast 
Um, I'm planning to make it an hour. And we have almost approached that hour. So I will close off uh, this first episode of season two of the weekly Omaro podcast. I hope you will have a good night and that you've been thinking about what I said. Maybe not about how Dutch people are. <laughs> I know that was a elaborate long story, but uh, more about, no, think about vaccines. That's definitely something. And think about your children when you're divorcing. Think about those. If you are divorcing or you know someone who is is going to get divorced, point them out to their children. If they have children, point them out. Point them out. Give them space. And don't let them forget in all their fights that they might have that they still have children. I know there are people that have children without wanting children. They still exist. And I, I totally understand that. And if that is the case, and I'm not saying that every divorce is that case, but if that is the case, make sure that the child doesn't know. Or at least not feels it. He might know it, but he should not feel it, or he or she or they should not feel it. I hope everybody has a good night. And um, I'm going to say what I always say at the last time, last moment in the podcast. And that is... Um, Good night. Tot ziens. You've been listening to Weekly Omaro, the companion podcast of the YouTube channel Omaro's Weekly. If you like the content, please consider sponsoring me on patreon.com slash Weekly.